Hello and welcome to Commodity Conversations by the team at Mercado, the podcast where we aim to keep you up to date with the latest trends, drivers and moves in livestock, grain and fibre markets. I'm Olivia Agar and in today's episode, we're keeping it in-house again. Our Managing Director Robert Herman and Senior Analyst Adrian Ladaniski are here to discuss the oilseed market. Now, if you've been following our recent podcast episodes or the reports on the Mercado website, you'll know that the market for oilseeds is just booming. Now, I hate using the word, but unprecedented is the best way to describe the current pricing levels. So stick around for this conversation to hear where new crop canola prices are currently, what the catalyst is for these prices, and we also discuss how you can manage your price risk. And if you're a grower, making the most of the opportunities in the current market. Thanks for tuning in today. And after a thank you to the sponsor of today's episode, I'll leave you in Adrian and Rob's capable hands. Meridian Agriculture is a multidisciplinary specialist consultancy established by Dr. Mike Stevens. Meridian 16 consultants spread across six locations in New South Wales and Vic employ an evidence-based scientific approach to farming and a personalised manner with their clients. Meridian specialises in improving both financial and operational aspects of farming enterprises and guiding families through the often difficult transition of succession planning. Head to their website meridian-ag.com.au to learn more. I guess the big news that we've had in 2021 has really been it's all about oil seeds and we've seen new crop prices for, for canola increase over 28% in the last 60 days, Rob. Um, what can you tell us what, about what's driving that? Well, it's a, it's a really remarkable story, Adrian, as you're pointing out. that That's a huge lift. You know, $150 a tonne in that period of time is would be pretty much unprecedented. And I suppose the other unprecedented thing is when we look at percentiles, we're now seeing that canola price based on our 10-year percentiles at the top of its range. So 100% of its time, it's never been this high, which always makes good news, I guess, for people who look at markets like us. I think if we're looking at what's happened and why, a lot of the questions about uh, canola go almost directly to Canada. And Canada's a a big producer of canola. Um, I think they produce about 20% of of world exports. But given the strong demand that's been around for canola, we've seen all of the uh, stocks almost used up. And in fact, in Canada, there's the oil processing capacity has been ramped up. They processed all the canola seed that they had from their last crop. And in fact, they bought in 60,000 tonnes from the Ukraine to supplement uh, against, um, you know, against the needs that they've got just internally. So, I mean, that's a really extraordinary situation. Um, So I think we're going to see, you know, this tightness continue. But um, the, the you know the real driver has been uh, the supply that's been constrained, you know poor seasonal conditions in some areas, but we've also had this really strong demand. And I think um, you know some of the things we look at, Adrian, are what what the relationships are with other uh, oil seeds and other grains. There's no doubt that the soybean situation has been the real catalyst, and it's uh, it, we're now seeing soybeans pushing hard against uh, maize prices or corn prices in the US, so competing for for acres based on their price, but it's spilling over into demand for canola. And that's um, that's a really strong momentum. Uh, It's interesting that it's difficult to see how it's going to ease up in the short term. 
Rob, uh, I think that uh, the supply situation is um, something that's definitely people are talking about at the moment. But what about on the demand side? As far as oil seeds go, there's been significant new policy announcements um, coming out of the US that are very encouraging uh, on that front now, haven't they? Yes, that and that's a good point to make, Adrian. We're going to see that spillover demand for um, biofuels. You know, we know that uh, the Biden government is quite predisposed to, to doing things in a more ecologically conservative way, I guess you would say. Um, and and part of that will be mandating more and more um, oil to go to uh, bio oil to um, be used in fuels. That's it's it's a player in this whole thing. I think it's part of the equation. Uh, it's probably not the big driver. The big driver is probably China's appetite for buying almost anything that's either a, a seed or a grain at the moment. And, and of course, that's driving tight supply and it's causing some concerns with other consuming countries. So everybody's lining up and saying, well, we better get some. Now, it's it's terrific news for our farmers, but uh, for, for our oilseed consumers, it's a real conundrum. You know, we're unsure about where it's going to end. Really positive news for the future um, price of canola going forward. But um, as a producer, um, what steps can we take to manage our risk going forward uh, in terms of price? Well, the good the good thing is that that price, and you mentioned that it's risen 28%, we're talking about new crop prices. So we're talking about canola seed prices in Australia, Australian farmers' prices that have just been planted. And I was speaking to farmers this week. Some of them have got canola that's already germinated. Some of them are just finalising their plantings. So we're a long way off from harvest. But to see those positive prices out there in the forward market, I guess it poses a lot of questions because on the one hand, we've never seen prices offered, you know, for the for the harvest period at these levels this far in advance. And at the same time, the farmer is sitting there thinking, well, I've only just planted this crop. You know, there's a bit of risk. I haven't got, I think they use the terminology, it's not in the bin until it's in the bin. So there's a bit of concern about contracting at farmer level until you're you know, more certain about what you're going to produce. But of course, when you see a price like this, which is the highest prices we've seen, food for thought, I think. There's no doubt about it. It's an extremely attractive market out there at the moment. Um, but if we were looking to lock in some um, some of these good prices, Rob, what would be an effective strategy looking forward? Well, it's it's something that people should approach with with a great deal of caution, because even though we're seeing great prices. In the end, if you if you forward contract, and most people in Australia with canola will forward contract with physical delivered prices. So that means you've got a, a buyer or it could be an exporter or it could be a mill that's crushing, looking to buy and secure seed for for the new year or for, for harvest time. That they're going to want you to deliver. So on the one hand, it's all very well to lock in a price, but you need to have some uh, certainty that you're going to be able to deliver. Now, sometimes that turns people off from uh, forward contracting, no matter what the price is. They say, well, I can't afford to take the risk because what if I can't, you know, what if something goes wrong? Well, we all know that there's always that risk. However, the way we would look at it, Adrian, is we would say each individual farmer should be making their own assessment on their situation only. And so the things that they'd be taking into consideration right now is, well, how much have I got planted? How many hectares have I got planted? What would I reasonably expect to produce? So 
you know, somebody might have 300 hectares and they might say, look, I reasonably expect that by and large, given the circumstances I'm seeing now, perhaps I produce 700 tonnes of canola. Um, if that's the case, then they would pull back again and say, well, look, let's hedge a small part of that. And I'll come back to that in a minute. But in calculating how much you're going to um, uh, forward contract, it's always a good idea to take a conservative approach early, but it should also be an incentive or a trigger for people to take a forward price when they know that the price is going to be incredibly profitable. And we don't have to do many sums on the back of an envelope to know that when the canola price per tonne has got a seven in front of it, so it's $700 plus, that's going to be incredibly profitable. But the idea about being careful about how much you contract so that you're not overselling what you're going to produce is really important. The other thing is, Adrian, I think at this stage, there is a question mark about, you know, whether the market will actually go higher. And and nobody knows, of course. It's, it's at its highest levels now that we've seen for years, but it may go higher. It also may go lower, of course. But I think there's a there's enough of a case to argue that anybody who's got canola planted, um, has got reasonable um, soil moisture, or maybe even the canola's already germinated, they could confidently forward sell perhaps 20% of what they thought would be an average crop coming forward. So going back to you know, 300 hectares, 700 tonnes, perhaps selling 20% of that 700 tonnes now mightn't be a bad idea. Uh, at least it gets something away and sold at these high prices. Perhaps, perhaps they're higher later or perhaps they're not. We don't know that until we get down the track, but it, it would be a good time to be started, I think. You touched there a moment before uh, about how money could effectively be left on the table by jumping the gun too early. What do you think the signs would be that uh, it would be time to actually really start changing your um, your hedging position uh, as the, the season progresses, Rob? Well, the, the thing I'd be watching is watching what my crop's doing. So if we know that right now in a lot of areas, the conditions are very, very good. We had We've got moisture that came through the summer that's built up and that translates into into soil moisture. So once the plant gets germinated and sends a tap sends its taproot down, it'll tap into that moisture. So we'll get some growth. But if we happen to get more rain through the winter and into the early spring and uh, you know things started to bound along and all of a sudden we're starting to ramp up our estimations of production, then I'd certainly be increasing my uh, forward so- selling. Um, strategy at this stage. I I think we tend to shy away from trying to pick the market. We tend more to say, look, let's, if this is an attractive price, and, you know, I don't think anyone can argue this is not an attractive price. We've sold canola at much lower prices than this, I can assure you. If this is an attractive price, then the question becomes not, should I do something, but how much? And when we've got a positive outlook, so we said before, we don't know the market could in fact go higher. There's, you know, there's, this this is a really dynamic market situation, you know, in, in, in the world globally. It could go higher, but if we did forward sell 20%, then if that becomes the worst price we sell that canola at and we get a reasonable season, we're going to have, uh, you know, it, it'd turn into a record result for anyone who's been growing canola over any period of time. 
Well, that sounds very encouraging there, Rob. Have you got any last words, uh, I guess, um, for uh, refusers out there that uh, potentially looking at sowing more canola at this point in time? I think I have, Adrian, and that is that there's a lot of farmers who will be thinking about selling canola forward for the first time. And over the years, they've probably said, look, I, you know, I don't want to take the risk. But then when you start hearing about these prices, they're saying, you know, um, goodness me, we've never seen this before. There's a reasonable argument to say that it won't, these prices won't last till harvest. So therefore, maybe I should do something. If you're in that situation, then just approach it in a logical way. So, so sit down with a pen and paper. How many hectares have you planted? What do you normally get from a harvest in, in your area? What's average? Um, do you think it's likely you're going to have an average crop this year? If that's the case, then calculate that number out. And then just as a starting point, ring up your local um, trader or your advisor or whatever, and uh, and just forward sell 20% of that to get started. I know that um, you know there are a lot of farmers who have been used to taking price risk and they're, they're very good at managing their businesses without forward selling, but forward selling can be another good tool to add to your business skills. And I can assure you that it's not as complicated as some people will say it is. The main thing is, is knowing that, you know, what am I selling? Is the price something I'm happy with right now? If that's the case, then how much do I want to sell and um, and move on from there? So it's a, it's, a, it's a really exciting time, though, because not only uh, we got, have we got reasonable conditions, Adrian, we've, we've got people wanting to buy our product in advance at, at record prices. So it's a time to be optimistic. And some people will take the view that, well, it's going to be fine and I don't need to forward sell. There's nothing wrong with that. But there'll be others who will say, look, I, I think I'll just want to grab a bit of this. There's nothing wrong with that either. And uh, we would encourage people just to sit down and with a pen and paper and figure out what does that mean? It's interesting if you looked at your um, that 700 tonnes or or um, 300 hectares of canola, Adrian, and multiply it by $700 a tonne, remembering plus oil bonifications to come on top of that, um, it's a huge number. It's a big income number. And uh, and that's great for, for rural landscape and Australian oilseed farming in general. Mm. So potentially, I guess you could you could just sit down and do your books on your production and look at actually hedging just enough to actually be able to break even for the year. Yeah, and that's that's a that's a great way to look at it. Everybody's going to have a different approach, Adrian. Some people are going to say, look, I'll just do a bit without getting too involved because it's a damn good price. Others might say, look, it's cost me, uh, you know, two hundred thousand dollars to put the crop in. Uh, the total crop in, I'll just sell that amount so that I've, that whatever I need to in terms of tonnes to cover that amount and then whatever else I make is going to be, you know, profit on top of my operating cost for this year. There's a whole lot of ways you can go about it. And we've seen a lot of people do it quite successfully, some by, you know, really getting down to the nitty gritty and running Excel spreadsheets and calculating it out. Others just doing it on the back of an envelope and figuring it out and saying, right, eh? Um, you know, I'll do something. We, we would advise at this time of the year, though, given that we've you know, had the, the most advanced canola plants at the moment only just come up through the ground, we would advise that it's just a time to be cautious in how much you do. There's no real, um, it's not like this price is going to vanish overnight, but at the same time, we would say doing a little bit and then coming back and doing a bit later 
um, you know, would be a, this would be a good year to get started for anybody who hasn't done any forward selling before. Well, Rob, I hope that's been food for thought for all the producers out there uh, that have got an exposure to canola. Thanks for coming in today uh, to talk about the grain markets and uh, looking forward to seeing you next week. Thanks, Adrian. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Just a reminder that the discussion today is general in nature, but if you're interested in more specific price risk management advice for your business, seller or buyer, you can get in touch with us directly. And as always, if you want a quick recap on some of the other commodity markets that we didn't discuss today, head to the Mercado website and our Friday market comments are there and free to access for all. Thanks, and we'll be back again next week with another episode of Commodity Conversations. been listening to Commodity Conversations, audio production by David Myers.